Hello, it's Heather and Ferg from New Old Friends. Before we start this new series, we're very excited to tell you this first episode is actually sponsored. Yes, I was contacted via email by a very cool Dutch company called Box, asking if we'd be happy to help them with their UK launch. We did a bit of research and we think it sounds great. Basically, you get a murder case delivered to your door or inbox. And then you have to use the evidence and your investigative mind to solve it. It's about as close as you can get to investigating a real-life murder as possible. Unleash the detective. Get started with evidence. Track suspects online. Go on social media. Can you find the killer? With Box, you are completely immersed in a real murder case. Use the discount code NOF10, that's N-O-F-1-0, and get 10% discount off your first case via www.crimibox.uk. That's the code NOF10 at www.crimibox.uk. C-R-I-M-I-B-O-X dot U-K. Hello! Hello! Welcome to... Crimes at Cartwell. Ooh, episode one. Yes, this is the latest series in New Old Friends' comedy whodunits for your ears. The Pinks are back. But before we talk about the Pinks, we should probably talk about ourselves. My name is Fergus Woods Dunlop. And I am Heather Westwell. And together we are New Old Friends. And we are delighted to be bringing you another spooky story with a hint of mirth. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, So we're really excited for this one. We are actually recording recording this quite a lot earlier because we have some pretty exciting personal news. Yes, we are having a baby. Yeah, Heather is really quite round now. Quite round. Um, So hopefully by the time you're listening to this we'll have um, our little newest edition bouncing around with us. So we hope you enjoy the show. Uh, We will be busy changing nappies. Anyway, enjoy. Exciting times. Enjoy the story. Enjoy. Here we go. Episode one. God! Brian! Penny! Perry! Come quickly! Come quickly! She's dead! Do you fancy a cup of tea, Penny girl? Oh, yes, please. After Perry's triumph at Wombledon Tennis Club earlier in the year, things have pretty much returned to normal for us at the PPDA. Good, good. I'll serve. Get it? <laughs> Other than having to put up with quite a few tennis puns, we settled back into our old rhythms. Which was great. I mean, perhaps I'd thought for a moment or two that some feelings had been stirred during the case. Perry had seemed a bit jealous of my brief flirtation with Lord Hugh Knows. And maybe I'd been a bit snippy about his friendship with Jean Sampson. But whatever it was appeared to have passed. We'd been walking through the park a day or two after Perry's big win and had a conversation which could have gone in that direction but it turned out to be nothing. Lovely day, isn't it? Yes, very nice. Listen, Penny Girl, there's, um, there's something I really want to say to you. Oh? Yes, it's been on my mind since we wrapped up the Wombledon case. Right. What is it? Well, I just wanted to, you know, uh, well, tell you that... Oh, <laughs> gosh, I don't know how those poet chaps do it. It's difficult to avoid cliché, isn't it? Oh, actually, speaking of clichés, the etymology is fantastic. It's a French word. It's an onomatopoeia that comes from the sound made when the printers would put together the metal printing blocks. Cliché. After a bit, they designed some pre-made blocks for commonly used words and phrases. You know, like clichés. <laughs> Don't you think that's fascinating? 
I do, Perry. But what is it you're trying to avoid cliché while saying? Oh, right. Um, well, I want to thank you, I suppose. Thank me? Yes. I, I never really thanked you properly for getting me out of jail and supporting me on my way to my big win. <laughs> oh. Well, you're welcome. Are you OK? Y you look a bit disappointed. No, I just thought you were going to say something else. Well, like what? It doesn't matter. We should get back to the office. A client might be waiting. Now, before you start, I know that if I was feeling whatever I might have been feeling, and I'm not saying I was feeling those feelings, but if I was feeling them, I feel like I'd rather have Perry to be the one to put the feelers out first. You know, but of course he didn't, and I didn't, and we just fell back into our little patterns and routines. Perry and I always seemed to be closest when we were forced together on a case, but nothing ever happened because we were on a case. So when a certain letter addressed to me arrived at the office, it gave me an idea. Oh, there's the post. Maybe some more mail from my fan club? They're starting a magazine, apparently, Penny Girl, called the Pear Radicals Periodical. <laughs> It'll feature interviews with me and quizzes about me. They sent me one of the quizzes to try out, and I scored 7 out of 10. You scored 7 out of 10 on a quiz about yourself? Some of the questions were really hard. How am I supposed to know my ring size? Because it's your hands. But who knows that sort of stuff? I mean, what's yours? I'm a six. I guess you're probably about an eight and a half. You've got quite dainty hands. Spot on. Very impressive. Anyway, what was the mail? Just this letter addressed to me. Well, what does it say? It's an invite. Dear Penny Pink, you are cordially invited to Cartwell Manor for a hair-raising weekend of spooktacular delights in honour of Halloween. All guests are being asked to bring fantastically scary costumes for a parade. Your hostess, Victoria Cartwell, is spared no expense and hired noted medium-at-large, the Great Trianta, who will lead the party on a guided seance the first evening before conducting ghost hunts throughout the weekend. The festivities will be lavishly catered, with fine foods and cocktails created especially for the occasion. Yours, Grenville Juiced House, Butler of Cartwell Manor, on behalf of Mrs Victoria Cartwell. Well, that's all a bit grand, isn't it, Penny Girl? Who's Victoria Cartwell? Vicky Warner. I was at school with her. We were so close. She married Brian Cartwell. Brian Cartwell, the hair product mogul? Yes. Wasn't he hit by lightning? Yes. Killed instantly. Oh. Poor Vicky retreated a bit after that. We stayed in touch by letters, but I've not seen her since the funeral. Oh, hang on. There's another note in the envelope. Hi, Penny. Sorry I've not been in touch as much as I should have been. I have so appreciated your letters, though. Exciting to hear you're a detective now, and this Perry chap certainly sounds charming and super dishy. You told her I was dishy? What? No, of course not. No, no, she'll have seen your picture in the paper from Wombledon. Oh, right. We'll carry on with the letter then. I apologise for the stuffiness of the invite, Grenville insisted. Says that standards at Cardwell mustn't slip. I feel utterly trapped here, Penny, which is why you absolutely must come for this weekend. Firstly, it'll be super fun, and secondly, I need your support when I break it to Grenville and Walter that I'm selling the place. It's too big and too filled with memories of Brian. I need a new start. Maybe I'll get a little flat in the city near you and we can go out and find husbands for the pair of us. Unless you're still mooning over... I think we get the picture. Who were you mooning over, Penny? Did I say mooning over? No, it says moving over to south of the river. She doesn't want to live south of the river. 
can be a bit of a snob, can Victoria. Still, though, we must go to the party. It'll be fun. Yes, enjoy yourself. Sounds delightful. I'm glad you think so. I don't want to go on my own. Ah, right. Oh, I'm not, I'm not sure, Penny. Oh, come on, Perry. It's the idea of spending the weekend with me that horrid. Horrid? A weekend with you? No, a weekend with you sounds wonderful. Fine, fine, fine. It sounds, it sounds fine. But, but I just think, I, I don't know, Victoria. I wouldn't want to impose. You wouldn't be imposing. Cartwell Manor is massive. And I just know Vicky would love to meet you. Please don't make me go on my own, Perry. Oh, don't you have anyone else you could ask? Perry Pink, you are starting to hurt my feelings. No, please don't. It's not you. It's just... I... Oh, oh, this is embarrassing. What is it? I don't like costume parties. What's wrong with costume parties? Everyone's in costume! That's sort of the point. But you can't tell who anyone is. And then finding a good one's so stressful. Is this obvious enough? Is it too obvious? Am I going to offend someone with my costume? Oh, it's too much, Penny. I don't like them. I'm sorry. Well, look... You don't know anyone at this party except for me anyway, so you can just learn who people are in costume and I'll take care of our costumes. I know a great place we can go. It'll be fine. Oh, I don't know. Is this really about the costumes? Are you sure you're not just scared of Halloween? Me? Scared? I don't think so. Scared of Halloween? Halloween is scared of me, more likely. Why would I be scared? Just because everyone goes out of their way to be as creepy and spooky as possible and tempts the face with things like a seance or a ghost hunt. That is no occult. I know that. I read books, Penny. Lots of books. I don't believe in ghosts. That's good. Because there's one behind you. No! I'm kidding, Perry. We're in the office, in the middle of the day. <laughs> Got you. I was just fooling around. So you're not scared? Nope, not at all. And you want to prove it to me by coming to this little weekend party at Vicky's? You bet I do. Good, then it's settled. We'll go shopping for our costumes tomorrow. Good. What? Hello? Oh, there's no one here. Oh well, too bad. We can't get any costumes, so we can't go to the party. Such a shame. Just you wait there, Perry Pink. Hello? Just as I was about to give in to Perry tugging on my sleeve and leave, a funny little man with a bald head the colour of an old walnut bumbled around the corner, appearing behind from one of the racks which were groaning under the weight of all the costumes. Every inch of the room was stuffed with exotic-looking hats, gaudy fabrics and brooches, reflecting and refracting the light. The man himself had on small round gold glasses and was dressed in full white tie outfit. He produced a top hat from somewhere and flipped it onto his shiny bald dome before whipping it straight off to bow flamboyantly. Hello? Oh, hello! Aren't you two a darling little coupling? <laughs> Willkommen to Hands and Feet Novelty Wear. I am Hans Grubeveld. My partner, business partner, Feet Nordstrom, isn't here today, so just me. But don't you worry, you're in safe hands with Hans. Haha! <laughs> I didn't even mean that! <laughs> so, what is the occasion? We've been invited to a Halloween party. Oh, 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 perfect, perfect. What kind of Halloween party? Are we talking kiddlings running around getting their candy stuck in your hair? Something a bit more adult. Ah, yes, so leather and chains. Perry gripped my arm so tightly. I was worried he was going to cut off the blood supply. What? I'll take that as a no. It's a weekend at the house of a friend. She's got quite a big old house off towards the coast. We're having a seance and ghost hunting, apparently. But there's a costume parade, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hans understands. Oh, this is perfect. Perfect. You want something sexy, yeah? But not too sexy. Scary, but not too scary. I'm not sure we want either of those things. We were thinking something historical and fun. But not too fun. 
Ah, I have just the thing for you two adorable little poodlings. How have I not seen it before? Hands, 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 you are sleeping, you are sleeping. Are you ready to be wowed? Yes, we are. I think we just want to hire some costumes, actually. Are you ready to be wowed? Perry? I gave him a backhanded slap across the chest. Oh, ow, yes. I'm I, I'm ready to be wowed. Drum roll, please. Anthony and Cleopatra, isn't it too perfect? You've got the asp for it. <laughs> do I say wow now? That is brilliant. But do you have them in our sizes? Oh, darling, don't you worry. Many hands make light work. <laughs> I will have it altered and fitting like the bug in a rug in no time. Such cosy, much sexy. Nobody said anything about sexy. Darling, everything from hands and feet is sexy. We can't help it. It's just who we are. Now go, 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 go. I must work. I must work. Don't you need our measurements? You insult me. My eyes are more accurate than any tape. I see. I know. Now go. The little man shooed us out of his shop, waving his heavily beringed hands at us, like we were a pair of over-inquisitive seagulls as he was trying to enjoy a sandwich on a bench by the sea. Wasn't that fun, Perry? Was it? I think Anthony and Cleopatra is fun. They both die at the end. But they have a lot of fun first. A few days later, we picked up the costumes and Perry was even less happy. Oh, you look stunning. Absolutely stunning. Where's the rest of it? Perry has swept back the changing room curtain to reveal he was wearing imposing centurion-esque shoulder pads and that funny little skirt belt thing they wear... They're called tarugis, apparently, but he was most upset about the fact his chest was bare. Oh, so manly. Much sexy. Penny, I can't wear this to meet new people. But you look great, Perry. All that training you did for the tennis really shows up. Really? Do, do you really think so? Absolutely. You look very rugged and handsome. You'll be a big hit. Well, if you say so. Yes, yes, of course. You have to listen to your girlfriend, Perry. She's very wise. Oh, she's not. We're not. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. I understand. Bye-bye then. Actually, I'll just get changed first. I don't want to travel down like this. It'll ruin the surprise. <laughs> oh, I'm staying in mine. I want to get the most out of it as possible. Hans had whipped me up the most amazing outfit. I had a golden snake curled around a jet-black wig he'd given me and enough coal on my eyes to heat a house for a week. The outfit itself was sumptuous. Golds, blues and violets with a skirt shorter than anything I dare wear as Penny. But as Cleopatra, I didn't hate it. From the deep red blush that washed over Perry when he saw me, I think it had caught his attention too. Yes, this was the outfit for me. Good, you look absolutely spectacular, darling. Doesn't she look gorgeous, Perry? Very nice, Penny. Nice! Nice! Look at those legs, Perry. Such sexy legs, no? Oh, her legs. I, uh, I, I hadn't, hadn't, hadn't noticed. Is it, I, uh, is it through here? Ah! Ah! Who put that shelf there? I wasn't hurt at all by Perry's protests. The fact that he walked straight into a floor-to-ceiling shelving unit was quite the compliment. Come on then, Perry. Get changed quickly. We need to hit the road. After Perry recovered himself and got changed, we set off to Cartwell Manor. Unusually for us, Perry had insisted on driving and was keeping his eyes firmly on the road. Tell me about this Victoria, then. I met her at school. She and her brother Terry were sent over from America by their parents to class them up a bit, apparently. It certainly worked for Vicky. She bagged herself Brian Cartwell and was all set for life as the lady of the manor until... 
well, you know... The lightning. The lightning. We hit it off straight away back in school. I thought she was incredibly glamorous being from America, and she found me to be funny and charming for some reason. You're very charming, Penny Girl. And funny. Really? Absolutely. Thanks, Perry. Will, um, will her brother be there? Terry? The letter didn't say. Gosh, I've not seen Terry since our leavers do. I hadn't thought about that for years. I was his first kiss. What? The car lurched across the road. Luckily, nothing was coming the other way, or we might have had an accident. The shock was enough that I came close to having an accident all on my own. Perry, what was that for? Nothing, nothing. I just didn't realise I was heading off for a weekend, potentially with your ex-boyfriend. Terry isn't my ex-boyfriend, Perry. You just said you kissed him. Did you used to just go around kissing every Tom, Dick and Terry then? Calm down. Terry was my best friend's little brother, hardly an object of lust. He was totally besotted by this girl, Charlie. She'd known Brian and his family for years. Terry was a couple of years younger than her, and so at that age, totally invisible. So Vicky and I dreamed up a scheme for he and I to share a dance at the Leavers Do, at the end of which he would give me a kiss. It was supposed to make this Charlie wild with jealousy and desire for little Terry. I see. Did it work? Not a chance. I don't even know if she saw it happen, to be honest. But it made me and Vicky howl with laughter. Poor Terry. Still, he'll be all grown up now. I doubt he remembers it at all. I don't see how a chap could forget kissing you, Penny Girl. Thanks, Perry. That's sweet. Is it? Good. You're not going to leave me alone at the party, are you, Penny? I'm not scared or anything, but I just think it's best we stick together. I'll be glued to your side. I promise. I really did mean to keep my promise to Perry, but ended up breaking it almost as soon as we arrived. We were met in the entrance by Grenville, the butler at Cartwell. He'd been hired by Brian's father when the hair product business had first started doing well and stayed on ever since. He looked like he'd been born to buttle. People sometimes call a tuxedo a penguin suit. Well, they should see Grenville in his uniform. The waistcoat was a deep orange, and with his ramrod straight back, outward curving belly and prominent nose which was turning pink with gin, he looked just like an emperor penguin. Welcome back, Miss Pink. I do trust I won't have to reprimand you for sliding down the banisters on this visit. Sliding down the banisters? Was that the sort of hijinks you used to get up to at school, Penny? Before I could answer, old Emperor Grenville stuck his beak in. At school? No, sir. This was on Miss Pink's last visit. About six months before the master of the house's terrible accident. She and Mrs Cartwell polished off a goodly amount of white wine and took turns. I'm certain that finial still isn't straight. Yes, well, thank you, Grenville. Vicky and I were just having a bit of fun, Perry. It wasn't as wild as Grenville here would have you believe. Grenville is old-fashioned and thinks women should be seen, but not heard. In an ideal world, I'd not see them either, ma'am. Perry opened and closed his mouth a few times, not quite sure what to make of the exchange. I think he wanted to give Grenville a piece of his mind for speaking so bluntly, but was a bit intimidated by the old steward. Luckily for Perry, no intervention was required, as Grenville's stern penguin face cracked into a warm smile. Although, that would be a dull life, wouldn't it, Miss Pink? Indeed, Grenville, it would. Maybe just for special occasions, then. Such as this weekend. You must be Mr Pink. Yes, yes, that's me. But you two aren't married. It'd be handy if you were that way inclined, though. No need for new stationery for you, eh, Miss Pink? And that is the number one concern when choosing a husband. 
Where's Vicky, Grenville? Mrs Cartwell is with the other ladies in the parlour, ma'am. The gentlemen are all in the drawing room. Mrs Cartwell didn't want the two sides to see each other before the costume parade which begins the festivities. Now, sir, if you follow me, I'll convey you to your room so you can get changed. I take it you're already in costume, Miss Pink. Or have fashions taken a historical turn of which I was unaware? Oh, can't I stay with Penny? Not unless you want to disrobe in front of a room full of women, sir. And I'm afraid this isn't that kind of house. Not with me around. This way. I'll carry your bags. Perry cast me a beseeching look over Grenville's shoulder, but there was nothing I could do. Besides, I was quite looking forward to a quick girly catch-up with Vicky. I'd see Perry and all the other guests at this costume parade. What fun, I thought. Little did I know. I just love hands and feet. I I think I would go there and get my costume. I would spend too much money with with hands in his little puddlings. Uh, (laughs) Puddlings? Yeah. I, I mean, I say that though, I don't particularly love dressing up, do you? Oh, I love it. Oh, I absolutely love it. Good career choice from you. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow with more uh, in the in, the unfolding story of Penny and Perry. What do you think's going to happen? I mean, I think there'll be a murder, Heather. There normally is. Don't ruin it. No spoil. No spoilers. No spoilers here. All right. See, see you, you tomorrow. tomorrow. Bye. 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 Crimes at Cartwell is part of Comedy Who Done It's For Your Ears, a New Old Friends production. It was performed and written by Heather Westwell and Fergus Woodstumlop, with editing, sound and music by Fred Riding. New Old Friends gratefully acknowledge the support of Arts Council England in the production of Comedy Who Done It's For Your Ears. For more information, visit www.newoldfriends.co.uk.